You're listening to Real Talk with Hugh Maddox. Out now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let's roll this shit. And welcome everyone to another episode of Humatic. I'm your host Humatic and today we got another guest introducing All right, good, good man. Nice to meet you. Man, introduce yourself to the podcast listeners. I know you're a democracy, bro, but you yes, got to introduce. Yes. How you yes. doing? So, um pretty good. Like uh, like you just said, I go by the name of Democracy or Democ or whatever the fans want to call me. That's what I go by. What do people in Miami call you by? Because I know you're a Miami native. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's it's either one or the other. It's either democracy or democ. Um, oh man. You know, whatever fits the moment, I guess. <laughs> oh man, like this so much. Thanks for joining the podcast, by the way, man. Like international connections. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. It's an honor to be interviewed. It's my first interview. Um, you know, by someone across the border. So. uh definitely like you said international it feels great so i'm here whatever you got to ask me i'm here hey man hey i'm gas man so let's start with the beginning let's start with your origin music like origin story what led you right. to music uh basically you know i grew up in a household um with a lot of women who raised me so my moms my grandmas my aunts and they listened to a lot of r&b and um the father figures i did have in my life were like my uncles and things like that and they listened to a lot of hip hop so it's kind of a fusion of both ever since yeah. i was you know old enough to even understand words that's all i heard in the household you know oh, um word. the ladies would be cleaning the house and they'll be blasting the stuff and uh you know my uncles would be driving around and they'll be blasting it in the car so um you know basically just one day i listened to um you know some Tupac and I heard his words were a lot different than everything else I'd heard thus far at that age. Yeah. And one day I just decided like, you know, let me try this out and see what I can do and here I am today. What what age did that make you though? Like I know people start really early when it comes to the rap career mm-hmm. and just the music industry. Yeah, yeah, usually but for me I didn't write my first song until I was like 14. I didn't record my first song until I was 15. Oh, that's still young, bro. Come on. I've yeah. seen like the local rappers here I know. At least they started like when they're 16 and all that. And that's yeah. like just figuring themselves out. Right. Right, 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 right. So it's pretty impressive that you even started like really early. Right, so was right, Tupac right. like your main motivator or like you know cuz you're Miami cuz there are a lot of like really good rappers like Rick Ross a native mm-hmm. from there as well. I was trying to think it maybe it was Ross that actually got you started. Yeah, I mean, uh Rick, don't get me wrong, Rick Ross is a legend, you know. I really yeah. like his music. I have a lot of his material. And um, you know, he's really a staple within the city and within the communities of Miami. However, for me, I grew up listening to a lot of up north hip hop. So, you know, you got guys like um DMX, Jay-Z, Tupac, mm-hmm. even though he was west coast but still Nas yeah. Nas um, man ooh yes yeah you know just and guys like that most of common so that's more or less like my niche when it comes to um uh, my preference or my uh flavor in hip hop but uh yeah Tupac was definitely the main influence 
So how's the culture like in Miami? Like, I know the culture, we all know the culture between the West side and the East side, but they don't talk that much about the South side. And Miami is part of the South side. Pretty much. Um, but the funny thing is, it's a different type of South, though, because when you think of like South. Yeah, you, you got Georgia like, and Atlanta. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you think of like the Southern, more country states, like you said, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, South Houston. Carolina, Texas. So but my Florida and, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happens in Florida. So that's why oh, I say Florida Don't is just, and, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, uh, but as far as Miami goes, Miami, it's like it's it's so different in everywhere else in, in the States because you have so many different cultures here. Mm. You have a lot of people who are from all over and it really spices things up here in terms of experience with just different types of people and, and, and different um you know, ethnic backgrounds and all kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a fun place to be. It's very uh, fun. And whatever you're into, there's definitely a lane and a market for it here because it's just so versatile, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is, I don't know, is the competition really big over there than compared to New York? Because New York has a lot of competition and LA think- as well. Yeah, I think everywhere you go, there's going to be competition. Now, the difference between Miami, L.A. and New York is basically just the type of competition that it is. There's different types of uh, sounds and hip hop. There's different types of rap, of course. You know, Miami is more known for basically just the um, the type of hip hop that would be considered like mumble rap or something like that. Whereas you have places like New York, which is more of like the up north um, boom bap type of lyrical rap. And then you have the West Coast, which is basically more of something like um, it's, it's every every place is basically a different type of sound. You know, yeah. so it, it just it just depends on, you know, what you're trying to do and what's what's going to help you stand out from everyone else. That's what it comes you. down to at the end of the day, you know. So how has the grind been like for you? Because I know, like, I've seen two albums out of you so far, like Seven Nights and then End, Enter End, I mean. Right, right. So, so how's the um, grind been for that? Well, uh, it's just so funny how those two albums came about, you know. I, even though those are two albums, um these are actually my third and fourth project as a whole, because I had a mixtape I came out with in high school and another one a few years later, I took a break and Mm. those two albums came out one after the other. Before 2020 is out, I will be releasing another album called Power Forward. And that's more of like a political, social injustice, um, you know, just more, more lyrical than the other ones, more uh, gritty too. But I have... I know yeah. that from Seven Nights, it was more like the melodic type. Whereas exactly. end to end, it was more lyrical. I was getting out. Like right, Rapture, right. Rapture is one of the lyrical ones that I really like listening right. to it just in general. Right, appreciate it. And and even that song, you know, it there's in everything you do, there has to be balance, right? Even though Rapture is a lyrical song it still has the mainstream kind of sound but i could still be myself at the same time you know um but it's a couple of other projects that i'm working on uh i would say in total maybe like 
three albums. I already have one of them completely done. Yeah. Just waiting wow. to be released, uh, which is Power Forward. It's going to be about 12 to 13 songs, and the other ones are almost done. So I, I'm I'm always working nonstop. That's what you have to do as an artist to not only to improve and hone your skills and, and master your craft, but just to show that if in anything you do, there is no there's no taking any time off. You know, you have to keep working. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true because I interviewed another guy and he's in L.A. And he said one of the key things, if you want to make it into the music industry, is networking. I don't know if you've been yes. doing that. That's one of your big keys. Well, right. Yes, of course, because that's how I met you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even you got, you got two different types of networking. Of course, you have your local in person, going to events, meeting people face-to-face, and then you have online social network, uh, social media, and, and different things like that. So that's the main important thing. It's, it's not about what you know all the time. It's about who you know sometimes. And mm. of course, in an industry like this, where you have people who are really put in position to change things for the better, you have to put yourself in a position to be stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. When you meet these people, yeah. you're already there. You're ready to go. They see what you have to offer. They see who you are and what you're doing. And they they can't even tell you no. They can't hesitate to give you an opportunity. Yeah, you know, so. I see you're already on that grind with networking. I know how we met initially. I know I was kind of like, and this guy just messaged me randomly. But then I listened to your music and I understood this guy is starting up and it's a difficult journey. But I give kudos to him. And listening to your music led me to, you know, connect with you. Right, right. I'm like, right. this guy actually has something that I've not heard in a while. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's gonna actually get better and and, and change. Indeed, from here. I'm indeed. always I'm always trying uh, different things. Right now, the goal for me is to keep working, making material, and um, also to figure out my ideal sound, which I pretty much figured that out now. So, if you think the stuff that you've heard is different, the seven next thing is gonna is be kinda, like when I heard that album, mm-hmm. like Seven Nights, I feel like you were getting there. You know, like. R&B beats you were getting the sound I'm like this guy is getting his own persona out of it it's not just right. another rapper that you get off the streets nah he's actually developing this identity that's also Miami feeling it's not like just following what the culture is saying right and and well and with that album you know I wouldn't that album wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for um you know the other artists featured which yeah yeah with her which is a Lyle and, um, you know, if it wasn't for her, the album wouldn't even exist. A lot, a large amount of the production she handled, yeah. you know, she, she wrote her, her, her own parts and things like that. And, uh, it just came together so well. The reason why the album is called seven nights is because we did the album in seven nights, like oh, literally what? in seven days. Man, yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we are definitely, and when I say we, I mean, you know, we have um, our company, NY7. Let the people know what it's called. Right. So NY7 is, um, NY7 Records is our independent label that we're starting. Uh, which yeah. It's already in the works. And pretty soon it's going to be a full uh, service and um, a place where people can come and pretty much just get an opportunity to take their careers to the next level, starting with studio which is where i'm at now we're still building and things like that Mm. but it's going to be a place where 
artists locally or whoever can come and record at a comfortable rate. They don't have to pay a, a lot of money. Um, they could use the studio space to practice their stuff. You know, as artists, it's not always about being selfish and say, me, 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 me. Yeah. You never know. The person that you could help to, they might, hey, you know, this person helped me win this, then I can come back and return the favor. Or, you know, you just yeah. never know. People don't forget what you do for them. But um, pretty soon the NY7 brand and company is going to definitely, um, you know, take off and uh, all around the board. We'll have merchandise, we'll offer services for companies, BGM sound, mixing master and the whole nine. So we're going to be an all around independent company to be able to, um, you know, expand, help artists and just show what we can do. So what made you decide that I need to make a label? Uh, well, the idea started with um, with my business partner, Alayo, um, yeah. which I thought was a brilliant idea. And of course, she did help much, you with the album, The Seven Nights. Yes, yes. A large percentage of that. A large yeah. percentage. And even the stuff I'm doing now, you know, she's uh, a part of that as well. So um, it's just a matter of when you are able to work with someone and everything just flows kind of like a Dre and Eminem or, yeah. you know, a, it's, it's, it's just, it's just there. This everything will come so easy after that, you know, Straight um, up, bro. as long as you just keep the passion and, and keep going at it. So, um, yeah. And, and, and here we are, we're still working at it and it's coming along pretty well. So when we talk about that kid, <clears throat> 14 years old, was there an intimidation factor? Cause there's a lot of people in the music industry. Did you get intimidated by, or oh, this is a competition, maybe I should just avoid and just focus on something else? Or were you taking headstrong and you knew, like Nip said, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint? Exactly. See, <clears throat> um, and like you said, a marathon, not a sprint. It's not about how fast you can get there because guess what? It's, it's all about timing, number one. Yeah. I felt like right now I'm 26 years old. Now, a lot of, a lot of artists have already even got a foot in the door by that time. Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be like that because had I gotten that exposure three, four, five years ago, I'm, I wasn't the artist I am now back then. Straight up. So it's all about just positioning yourself to, again, be ready and um, honing your skills and whatnot. There's a lot of artists that didn't get on until they were, like Jay-Z, his first album, uh, Reasonable Doubt, he made when he was 26. Exactly. You know, People forget you know, that. Right. Although he was already still kind of in the industry. With Biggie, though. But he was like one of Biggie's yeah. close connects. Yeah. But, you know, it's all about it's all about time. And sometimes you could you could blow up quick overnight. You don't yeah. have any resources. You didn't build anything. So then it's kind of like, well, the fans and the people are like, OK, well, who is this person? No, you don't you didn't really have a journey to have a true core fan base around you on that journey. And then when you go up, it's kind of like, okay, well, he came out of nowhere. And then a lot of the times those guys just kind of, because you don't have that yeah. family that was with you for years climbing up with you. Yeah. So I would rather do it like that. And no matter what, I could make a couple of records. I could do whatever. And sure, when it's when it comes time for me to kind of step away from whatever position I'm in, I'm always going to have that, that core fan base because I built myself up to that point. So how's your circle like? Do they like motivate you or do they like... Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's what it's They're not yes men. They're not yes men. Like they, I've seen some people, they have like a circle that's just yes men. 
and that doesn't mm-hmm. lead them to progress. You know what I mean? It just right. gives yeah. ego. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's the difference between, like you said, being a yes man and just telling whoever it is what they want to hear. As opposed to somebody saying like, hey, no, nah, I think this could be better than this. Or I think you need to do this. And it's all about control and it's all about organization. And if whoever you're with is not getting you to see that, then you're not really going to make the progress that you should make. Oh, I get that, man. So in general, you making the music. So what's the process like in the studio? A lot of artists have different types of process. You know what I mean? What's your mm-hmm. process like in making the music? Oh, uh, man, I have a very, very, very weird way of... Um, I've heard Cardi B's, man, so, <laughs> I mean, it can't be know, weird. It's, it's, um, it just, it depends on, for me, the main thing is the production and the beats. That's yeah. the main, main, main thing. Yeah. I need to, whenever I'm writing or whenever I want to do a song, the music has to speak to me. True. If not, I won't write to it. I won't even think to make a song to it because, you know, you know, you have to have an ear for music. You have to know what is what what sounds right. And a lot of a lot of artists don't know how to take themselves out of artist mode and just listen to their work on their own from a listener's perspective. So that's yeah. what I do in order to critique myself, know what's not right, know what to fix. But it's all, it all starts with the beats. And from there, I figure out what direction I want to go and how I'm feeling at the time. And I just write. And that's pretty much it. And how long do you make your own beats? Like, that's one of the questions as well. Or do you have? No, I don't. I you? don't. I'm still I'm still I'm still learning uh, engineering, yeah. things like that. Um, but as far as like production goes, I, I have a few producers that I work with that kind of fits my sound and what I want to do yeah. sonically that I, that I work with. So. So how long like the process takes when you listen to the beat and you're like listening to it and trying to get a lyric out of it? You know what I mean? It's so weird with that. Sometimes I could hear a beat and immediately I'm like, wow, this one just, it, it just hits different. You know when it's the one. You can listen to a hundred beats and you mm. can get to all 99 beats. And if that last one, you're just like, yep, this is the one. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes I hear a beat where I know I'm going to do it but I'll have it for weeks and months before I do anything with it because I'm doing other things, but I know I'm going to keep it for later. Hmm. And then when the time is, again, it's all about timing. Sometimes it's not meant for you to make that song at that time. Yeah. You know, so there's this, it just depends on the timing and how I'm feeling and things like that. So how would like, let's say Rapture, how was it like when you were making it? Because that's like a really deep song if you think about it as well. Yeah, um, that was a song that I heard the beat. I sat on it for a few weeks. I went to my boy Chris's house. Yeah. I wrote the lyrics there. I recorded it. Didn't like how it came out. Recorded it at my house again. Yeah. And then put it out. Um, And that song is basically just about success, finding success. Everybody has their own definition and level of it one person's perception of success will be different from the next. Mm. But as long as you find what you're looking for and, and you, you, you know, you find your own level of success, that's what matters. Man, honestly, when I heard that this level of success, I was like, this guy actually kind of gets it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And that's right. where it clicked. I mean, chemistry as well. Listening to that one, it was just like, geez. Like, yes. And, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, that song is really a Lyle song. I'm just doing background vocals. <laughs> I get that as well. That's what I mean. It was like, I'm getting that melodic sound and it was just like feeling it at the same time. I'm getting the lyrics out of it. It's like yeah, perfect yeah. balance, which I love. Like I heard this one song from a UK rapper, KSI. So he did the beat, but it was too melodic. And then he had a short verse. Now that wasn't a yeah, perfect balance. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. but this like sounds like these. So it's like, for me, when I listen to music, it's got to click. This music clicked instantly. And I was like, that's why I like plugged you. And I was like, this guy actually knows what he's doing. He just needs right. attention. And I'm not sure if you saw, Chemistry has a music video as well. Oh, no, I didn't check out the music yeah. video. I got yeah, to check that out. Yeah, the link is actually in my bio. If you go to my Instagram, it's literally in the bio. You, you can be able to see. If you, like, if you really like the song, the video is just man, and and I know you're you're overseas, but you would really get a feel of what Miami is like, and it's just man, it's it's timeless. It's 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 good, man. It's really good. I think you and whoever else would see it would enjoy it a lot. True that, man. So, like in terms of your own music, do you rank your music according to yourself? Like, what's your yes. top five? Um, okay, so my top five in terms of what now? Your own music, like your own music. Oh man, that's hard. I know that's why. Um, I would artists, okay. Artists need to have their own top five. Yeah. Does it have to be in order or? or? No, go for it, okay. man. Whatever. Okay. Well, my top five songs of mine would be uh, Rapture. Of course, is up there. I think um, I just don't know is up there. Oh yeah, that one too. Um, Live It, Love It is up there too for me. Hmm. And the other one would be um, Time's Always Changing for sure. I forgot that one. Yes. And um, hmm. this is, I would say, I would say also Come Around because it's it's just, you know, a perfect balance of, you know, rapping and singing and R&B and things like that. It's mm. a really good song, which that has a music video as well. That's cool, man. So like in the music video, what makes you decide this song needs a music video and this song doesn't? It's like I said, it's just a matter of having an ear for music and knowing you because, you know, you hear certain songs, and you know, which ones are meant to be singles which ones are meant to just stay on an album and let it be that, and which ones are meant to have visuals or be used in different types of other media. You just, that's something that you should yeah. just, you hear sonically and you just know what fits the right purpose, you know? So um, that's pretty much for those songs. We just knew that those needed visuals. I get that. I actually do. And I know your I don't know if it's true, but are you making a music video right now? Because I've been seeing on your story that you've been recording here and there. Now, I don't know um, if that's a music video or it's just like a general story. Well, well, if it's just a, if it's a story that I've been posting recently, it's just of me working on, on yeah. uh, music. However, I will, uh, I, I might as well just let it out here. Uh, mm. This is going to be the first, you know, announcement of it. For the one year anniversary for the Seven Nights, yeah. album releasing i will be putting out a music video for times always changing oh what? 
Oh, yeah, okay. so it's it's coming really soon. It should hopefully will be on the day of, which it will, and that's 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 our plan for that. So with the pandemic thing happening, and I know how America right now, you know, because you're living there, you already know. How did it impact mm-hmm. your music production and the recording and everything? Like, um, actually. It improved it a lot because really? yes, because with every everything being closed, yeah, closing early, the streets are empty, so you can you can almost record in the middle of the highway and there's <laughs> nobody there, you know. And um, hours been cut from work and things like that, so I had more time to that. I I pretty much finished the Power Ford album, yeah, and like I would say a week. Man, that's fast. That so. Is fast. Because I was recording every yeah. day I had time and, you know. I saw your story on that as well. You're on the story, you're listening to beats and you're, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this guy's cooking right now. Right, right, right. Always. So it's been good then. Wow, man. That's really dope. So who inspired you to kickstart this musical journey? Like who was your motivator? For me, it's uh, like MJ, you know, like what motivates me is Michael Jordan. So what, who's your okay. motivator? Um, I, okay, there's, I guess there's a different way to answer that. Like I said, yeah. Tupac was the main influence. Yeah. I had yeah. other rappers that kept me in it. Yeah. After that, which, like I said, guys like Nas, Jay-Z, DMX, Mostef, Andre 3000, Common, guys like that. And even aside from just musical artists or musicians, I also have a few um, influences, you know, athletes and yeah, uh, historical figures, just uh, people that I see, you know, in a day to day life. Yeah. So anybody can be an inspiration as long as you see them accomplish something great, even if it's not in the same field as what you're doing. If you just yeah. see somebody that's accomplishing goals and it's like, man, I want to do what they're doing with what I'm doing, then anybody can pretty much be an inspiration as long as they're keeping, you know, themselves on the right path. I feel like that actually makes sense. Cause like, like I'm doing law, but at the same time, Nipsey Hussle, like he was a big inspiration. That's why I got a tad of him as well. Right. Right. That's nice. That's yeah. nice, man. Yeah. TMC, man. That's like the mantra, wow. but you get that, you get like that ideology and how you put it as well. It doesn't have to be the same person from the field. It could be anyone. Right. As long, exactly. as long as you're getting the energy out of it. So with this new album that you're about to drop and you're talking about how it's going to be more political, in what context are you making it more political at the same time? Um, I know it's Black Lives Matter as well. Which Yeah, but the, the funny thing about it is that's not even really mentioned not once in the album. Because, really? Well, okay. Which is, with, you know, because here's the thing. I feel like a lot of times in music, what a lot of artists do is capitalize off of some sort of phenomenon or event or yeah, I something you. that happened. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to just fall into that typical trap. You don't want to go in there. Yeah. Cause it, cause and everything you do, you want it to be timeless. You don't want people to hear that and then hear the, you know, the black lives matter and things like that, which is a very, very strong group. Yeah. And I support it 100%. But I just didn't want to make that the narrative of what I'm doing because people will automatically just put you in a category of yeah. a certain spectrum. So I'm basically touching all across the board. Um, 
social injustices and problems that we face in society and just, you know, uh, working every day to, to make ends meet and still not having money to, to, to eat and just, it just, just different stuff that we go through every day, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's basically the focus of it. So you're not doing it like artists I've seen here and there, like little baby he dropped because it's like right now at the top hit, why not drop it, get more hits out of it. Mm-hmm. But you're doing it and you're making it more organic out of it. You're trying to get your own persona out of it, which Pretty is much. respectful. It's really respectful. Right. So it's more reflective of the situation in Miami because I know the situation in Miami for like people in general is tough. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's people think of Miami as just this big paradise which it is, but every paradise has its nightmare side too, <laughs> you yeah. know. And growing up, growing up over here, the streets of Miami is uh, places I grew up at. Dangerous. I've seen everything from the drug selling to the fights to people killed, and you know, it's, it, that right there is what made me not want to become a product of my environment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's just going through stuff like that, you know. Growing up, living on government assistance, waiting for the check to come just so that way we can have food and lights and things like that. Just appreciating the essential things in life. That's why I'm not really worried about, you know, the the typical rapper stuff. That stuff don't impress me, you know. Um, So I think all of that going through those things from a from a kid up until now really made me who I am and, and showed me exactly what's important in life and both in music as well that actually man makes sense and i've seen documentaries about miami i know the situation over there is really tough like in the Mm -hmm. city and all that Mm -hmm. people just focus on la and all that because i get it but still they don't focus more about the miami situation because it's tough over there people are struggling right how you brought it up actually makes real sense and do you want to get out of that culture and just bring Miami attention with this album? Uh, hopefully it will get to that point. It'll be something different because every area has its own sound yeah. and what it's, what it's uh, known for sonically. But basically just showing that Miami has more to it than just the typical stuff that we've been hearing as of late. Um, that there's there's so many different artists here that re- makes really good music, but we we know what the focal point of the music industry, especially when it comes to rap, what where it's at right now. But I want to just show that everywhere you go, it doesn't matter where a person comes from, there's always going to be um, someone or a few people that can uh, stand out and make something monumental. Mm-hmm. But gaining that recognition, I want to bring it back here, like you said, and show. And give an opportunity for other artists because, you know, who knows, maybe me being me as an artist, I might open up a whole wave or generation of artists that can come from here next. You know, you never know. So where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Like, where do you see this project and the studio? Generally, you, like where you're headed? I would say in the next five years, I see myself being a leader of a generation, a voice for the voiceless as an artist, uh, making different types of music, showing what I have to offer, Hmm. being somebody who the children could look up to, being somebody who can be listened to for different reasons to help get through difficult times, 
And, you know, just being an influencer, giving back to the community, being an activist, just a lot of different stuff. And the next five years after that, just aside from only doing music, um, doing different stuff around the world. That's that's my goal. Traveling and things like that. Doing some A&R work for the company that we have here. Growing yeah. it to that point, expanding different studios, um, different facilities, having a full team in each one and just, you know, just... Uh, growing that as well uh, from uh, an executive level as well. So I see myself definitely doing some different things. It's just a matter of preparation. And timing, perfect timing. Right, right. I get that, man. Do you feel like you're going to be in Miami or are you going to expand your horizon as well? Like go other big areas like New York and LA and bring sound over there as well. That's important. You have to do that. You can't, there's no way for you to expand if you stay in one place. Yeah. So you can do it to a certain extent because we have the online thing and, you know, all of that. But people want to see physical effort. People want to see the artist. People want to see you perform. People want to see what you can do off the screen and off yeah. the social media. That's what's going to make you a staple in whatever it is you're doing. Showing your face, interacting with people aside from just making music videos and making music and doing things like that. So I definitely see myself um, going across the globe and just really meeting, connecting with people from an artist standpoint, from a human standpoint, and just doing whatever I can sonically. And hopefully my words will definitely make a difference in some people's lives. That's just my ultimate goal. Are you planning on touring anytime soon? Uh, Well, that would depend on where I'm at in, yeah, in terms of status. So yeah. I would have to, I would have to definitely work my way up to get to that point, which it should come soon. I would say the next year or two, if if I just keep at it and things go the way they should. Yeah. And making a music that um, makes sense for the times. And of course, touring is definitely something I want to do. I have the energy for it. I have the mindset to handle it. And, you know, it's, it'll, it should be a lot of fun. Have you ever, uh, have you done like any gigs, any concerts so far that made you give that confidence that, yeah, I'm ready for it? Yes. Um, I, my last performance was in March or April oh, okay. where I performed. Um, well, this is right before the quarantine and all that mm. stuff. Hit. So this was at a place called Fuse Studios, a nice lounge kind of area um, venue was really, really nice. I performed Times Always Changing and a few other songs. And I had another uh, show before that, which was in February. So um, had it not been for this whole shutdown, I would have been doing a lot more things like that. That's what I mean, really, Right. Just to get in the groove of always performing and, again, staying ready so you don't have to get ready. So once everything dies down, I'm definitely going to be on stage a lot. Because as artists, touring is a big part of your industry and a big part of your revenue as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like with this pandemic, that's why I was asking, like, how has it been impacting you in terms of rap aspect? Right. Um, well, in terms of just like uh, rap and things like that. Yeah, you have, you know, that's why they created the whole versus battle. Yeah. Social media. And virtual uh, shows and things like that. I've seen, I forgot his name, it was a Latin artist who did a whole concert in his backyard with the stage and everything, but you can live stream it. So I think what this did, you got to always look at things in a negative and positive way. 
True. The negative thing was everything shut down. Nobody can go party. Okay, sure. But then also on the other hand, it's also opened up a new idea to scheduling. People can't just always fly from here to Germany overnight. And okay, well, how about this? Since I'm here and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I could throw an online show. You know, it opened up another wave, which I think was a good idea. Yeah, man. Like you don't, you want to be responsible as well during this situation. Like, have you seen the chain smokers one? They just made a concert. Mm-hmm. Even during this pandemic, they didn't care about the safety. And I'm like, you got to be responsible during this situation. Just don't randomly have a concert. Well, yes. Well, yes. You know, you want things to be for safety precautions and things like that. You want to be safe as well. Yeah. You don't want to just have a bunch of people together, thousands of people together, and then everyone gets sick. And it's like, well, you knew this was going to happen, you know. So uh, you you want to be smart as well and everything. Yeah, man. So, like, the thing is, which is really impressive about this online thing is it can happen on TikTok as well. But your president is trying to ban that, which is like, this guy is not making it easy for anyone in general. Yeah, because now what you're doing is you're cutting off a lot of resources. People have to connect with others from all across the world. I mean, mm. if if a lot of people may say negative things about social media, but the thing about it is this. At the end of the day, it's made for us to connect as human beings. You never know who you may meet. You never know. You're, you're literally cutting off an entire network of people from California to meet with somebody from India. You never know. They could become good friends. You never know what you're cutting off. It, as a human race, we're supposed to connect. So Straight from up. you taking that away, you're, you're, you're kind of affecting that. How do you feel about this president? Uh, well, you know... It, it's always going to be two things mm. that we can never, you know, as, as humans, we never really agree on 100 percent. And that's religion and politics. Yeah. As far as that, I just I have my opinions about him. I, I, you know, I don't know if he's the best fit to run a country and lead a nation of people. But, you know, that's just my take. Everyone has their different opinions and I respect Honestly. everybody's opinions on yeah. him or whomever else in the mm. political field. But, you know, that's straight up, man. Like everyone has their own opinions on it and you can't disagree, but you're doing you and like this album, which we soon will hear about it. Mm -hmm. What's this sound going to be like? That's even one of the questions. Uh, More of a true hip hop, kind of like a boom bap kind of the main. Okay. The main influences for this album was the Machiavelli seven day theory album. Oh, Um, okay. Uh, DMX, it's dark and hell is hot, uh, and also Jay Z's 444, yeah, and also uh, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, the first one. So if you kind of put all those together, that's this is what you're gonna get. Man, you know what? <laughs> that's actually kind of dope. If that's like the merge you're getting mm-hmm. out of it, mm-hmm. what is the album artwork then going to be a, a reflection of? It's basically, so the album artwork is a police car in Miami from the 50s, um, kind of um, profiling a couple of civilians, because that was still like, you know, the civil rights days and segregation and things like that. So kind of profiling some individuals walking on the sidewalk, just trying to get to their destination, just to show what they had to go through at that time and the tension between everybody. Um, 
So that's pretty much what it what it is. Uh, there is some police brutality mentioned in, in the album as well. And the album cover reflects that there's going to be different kind of colors. Colors represents frequencies, warm, cool, aggressive, calm. So it's a lot of that as well. Man, that's like a lot. And it's kind of exciting for at least a fan base point of view. Mm-hmm. And you must be getting a lot of attention from the fan base just being like, we can't wait for this new sound to drop. But yeah, ter- it's long overdue. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of your fan base as well, like how would you tell them who you are in general? Like what's your normal day? Like, because the fan base also want to know who you are, the artist behind the sound. Well, yes. Um, just basically somebody who takes music very serious. I know what I want to do with it. Um, aside from that, I'm just, you know, a 26-year-old young male who really has a passion for it. Um, I do have my own hobbies. I love cars. I love sports, video games, the whole nine. I'm just your average guy who just wants to make a difference. Are you a supporter of the Miami Heat? Oh, yes. That's my team. Definitely. Oh, man. Where do you see your team going then? Like in this bubble? Well, we've been le- we've been losing the, the past couple games straight. I don't know what's going on because I think we got the team to do it. But when you have all these other great, great teams, Toronto, Milwaukee, L.A., yeah. and, and it's just, just, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm a Lakers fan and I'm kind of scared, man. But one thing I'm confident is like Miami is the only team that can actually beat the Bucks if you think about it, and Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. Even though we just lost at Toronto, but it, here's the thing: it's not like the playoffs. The normal playoffs, where it's a series. Yeah. The thing about team sports that's not just a one and done, like football and things like that. Because football, I mean, you can literally just catch a team on a bad day. You beat them, and hold, oh, they're eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Whereas baseball and basketball, it's a series. The better team will win because you're not going to beat that better team four times. Jimmy Buckets has been doing a big thing as well, man. I'm right, a big right. fan of him. And Bam right. Adebayo, where did this guy just come out of nowhere? He has it. He he definitely has the potential to be uh, a legend in the game, and you see that already. He's only this is only his second or third year, and already he's became an all star. I don't remember anybody on the Heat doing that since like D Wade. Oh man, that's just like. I'm so excited for this guy. He's also mm-hmm. a flexible power forward. He can play the center. And mm-hmm. he's not shy to guard Giannis. I've seen that. Oh, no, for sure. He has the size, so. And I know, man, like, he can act like the Miami team can actually make it to the playoffs. They can easily do that. Jimmy Buckets was the only reason why the Bucks won against Miami. Because if, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy was there, you have Tyler Hero, you have Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm, it will mm-hmm. be a different story right now. Yeah, we still got other guys, Drogage and um, you know, uh Dunk uh what's his Duncan Robinson who can shoot. We we got guys that can play. It's just the chemistry has to be right and they have to be hitting shots, that's all. And it's not a star power field team like how you got the Heatles like LeBron, D Wade right. and Bosch. Like mm-hmm. how did it feel when you lost them though? Um, I will tell you this. I definitely, I enjoyed those years when we were winning the championships, but I knew it wasn't going to last forever. Nothing does in terms of like stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so um, once LeBron left, I already knew he wasn't going to stay for that long. Um, I just didn't expect Wade to leave. That was a big blow. Yeah, it hurt Chicago. A lot of, yeah, it hurt a lot of people down here when he left. 
And, um, you know, you just never expected out of the big three, Bosch would be the last one. And it sucks for him not being able to play like he wanted to because he was sick, you know. Yeah. We wanted to see him play, you know. So, Do you like, uh, do you support your Miami Marlins then? Growing up as a kid, I, I've always went to the games with my grandparents. I just may not like what they have become over the years and, you know, But that's sports. Every every team goes through a dry spell for 10, 15 years, and then boom, one day everything changes. They get a, a different staff, different management, different ownership, and ultimately pick up better players, you know? Man, so everything changes. I Man, like, that's good that you're into connected sports, and now hopefully the listeners know about that. In mm -hmm. terms of cars, what's your whip like? Because you're into cars. Yeah, well, it's I'm definitely... It, If you've seen any other Fast and Furious movies, that's, that's me. Like, I'm I'm not just, oh, I just like cars. Like, no, I'm actually into, like, modifications and performance upgrades and all kind of stuff like that. So um, I recently had a Volkswagen. I love German cars. I recently yeah. had a, a Volkswagen Passat 2016 1.8 Turbo with Ooh. the Stage 2 performance upgrade doing, like, 19 pounds of boost. It was really quick. It had a lot of torque. I put a lot of that money in that car. That much boost? What? Yeah. Crazy. On a small turbo. Yeah, on that's a small what, turbo. That's what kind of made me like, what? Yeah. So <laughs> it you was fast. Man, so you must be customizing a lot. Yeah, and you know, that's that's another hobby that hopefully, um, you know, if, if everything works out, well, when it works out with music, that's something that... I'm not the kind of guy, I'm not an exotic kind of guy. I feel like guys who buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis and all that, it's nice, yeah. don't get me wrong, everybody has their thing. I don't like but, them, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes, low-key kind of guy, and that stuff for me is too flashy. I don't, like, yeah. I don't need to be seen. You know, I like to just be doing my own thing. But my thing is this, if you're going to spend three, $400,000 on a car like that, you can give me a hundred grand And I could probably spend less than that and get a nice car still, put an yeah. extra 10 grand into it and it'll, and make it faster than those cars anyway. And I still have an extra two, 300 grand in my bank. Smart. Smart. You know? Man, even Ross, like, he's not into that much fast cars, but he has like the classic ones and I love them. See, and, but that's different, you know? That's a car ones. guy. Yeah, if you, if you have classic cars... Most likely, you're a car guy, not just a car. Oh, I'm gonna just buy a Porsche, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. When you become successful, do you think you will be a car guy as well, like a big garage and all that? Probably so. Probably so. Or will you be having your own garage and you'll be customizing cars like a shop? It wouldn't be like that because I'm not the I'm not a mechanic or an engineer. Yeah. But I'll have I'll have a couple of uh, and like I said I, I and. For me, it's more it's more important things to focus on financially than spending money on cars. Like, I just never really understood how. Okay, there's no, I'm not saying don't buy a Lamborghini, don't buy a Rolls Royce, but man, you need three of them. You need five, you know, Ferraris or, you know, all of that extra money. For me, I could save, invest, put into my home. I'm pretty sure there's some family member that you have that could have you know, needed some of that money to help them out. It's just things like that for me. It's just, I don't really get impressed by flashy material things like that. Oh, and I'm a car guy. I'm a car guy. And yeah. I'm saying that, that I just, it, 
that's I've seen from your stories, man. I know you're a car guy. I've seen the like the screws and the drifts and all oh, that. Oh you know, man, you know <laughs> oh, what I mean? You've seen that stuff? Yeah. yeah, I told you. I'm the real life Fast and Furious man. You've seen all the crazy stuff. I live it. That's that's my lifestyle. Outside of music, is that man? I bought with that. You know what I mean? Like, dang, this guy can do that. Yeah, not only music, but that. So that's dope, man. So before we just end, like, what do you want the listeners to know about the music that's coming out, and what should make them excited about the project? Um, well, I, I just want everybody to know anybody who has been with me these past few years and seeing the growth, it will never stop. Number one, the music is always going to continue. The brand will grow mm. and we're going to do great things in the world and the community. The projects that I will be putting out, each one is going to be different from the last. Whatever you're going through, hopefully it can definitely help you get through it. And um, just just be on the lookout for a lot of good things to come. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody just stays on the journey with me and the team and we're going to just grow together. It's not I mean, just about me and yeah, you know, as an artist, it's it's all of us on the journey together. If I make it, everybody makes it. Have you thought about collabing with like artists from different countries like Drake has been doing with the UK scene? You know yeah, what I mean? That's a, that's a smart one. I need to build up more. You need to establish uh, yourself first before you do right, that. Right, right. And then build up, you know, some sort of rapport with other artists. I'll, I'll definitely be down for that. That's, I think that's cool, you know. Have you heard the sound over here, like the grime music and the drill music? Like, they do it over here. Kind of. I've heard things here and there, you know, not really indulge into it yeah. like that. Because I'm always working on my, my own stuff. Own so. craft. I try not to listen to anything else so I don't get the influence of it. That yeah. way I can really develop myself. But I've heard bits and pieces. That's smart, man. Well, mm -hmm. thanks anyways, man. Thank you for coming to the podcast. When is the release that we can expect for this new album to drop? Um, well, there's no date set yet. The album is done. It's just a matter of finishing up the touches on mixing, engineering, mastering, and yeah. things like that. But I would say within the next month or two or less, it should that's be That's even good. You know, that's good, man. I'm excited personally as like a fan of yours and the music, like just mm -hmm. listening to it. And then hopefully mm -hmm. all the listeners will be as well. And, and can't wait. Thanks for coming, bro. It means a Not lot. No problem, man. You got and it. Hopefully, we'll meet next time for another episode. You take care sure. of yourself now, bro. You too. Um, take care. Thank you for the interview. For all the listeners out there, y'all stay safe. Don't do anything crazy. We know what's going on with the virus. Stay safe. Yeah. And just be on the lookout for what's to come. And uh, it was fun doing this interview. All right, bro. Take care now. Bye now. All right, you got it, man. Take care.